Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another edition of That's Entertaining. This week, we will be looking back on the year that was 2015 in entertaining properties such as movies, television, comics, and video games. Joining me to complete this retrospective look at the year that was 2015 is no other than Mr. Alex Duwehi. Alex, welcome back. Thanks, Nathan. So, this episode is going to be a little different than what we've had recently. This is just going to be us looking back and kind of reminiscing on what our top three of games, movies, TV, comics were for this past year. So, without any further ado, let's go ahead and get into it. Which category would you like to start with, Mr. Dwayhe? Let's do video games. Video games. So, in no particular order, go ahead and just give me... I have a top three for each of these categories. So go ahead and give me one of yours, and then I'll give you one of mine. We'll go back and forth. Okay. Now, when you're categorizing it as 15, is it the video game release in 2015? Or, like, what, what's your take on expansions and uh, maybe <laughs> reboots? Because we've talked about this before, right? So the way my list is when i look at it that and i say what was the best of 2015 i look at a property that was released or expanded upon and because i have to say expanded upon in the case of television because television both of the ones that i have on there or all of them actually i think are have a second season so technically they were first released last year but they had new episodes new content put out each year so if you want to look at it that way, I'll allow it. Okay. Because I know what you're going to do. I know. I'm not going to say Destiny. <laughs> I'm not going to say Destiny the Taken King because, believe it or not, there were actually, even though it was new content, I actually think there are three games for me that top that content in 2015. Really? Yeah. And I think that I know that we're both going to have one in common. Ooh. And it, are we, we're not doing this in any particular order, right? No particular order. Just okay. these are what... Like the top three that stand out in our mind the most of the year. Okay, so so Star Wars Battlefront. That is on my list as well. I figured. <laughs> Why is it in your top? So it's in my top because it it's not the most competitive game, right? But it is competitive. It They did it real well. It, the graphics, the music, it satisfies my Star Wars appetite. It's one of my favorite games to sit down and play when I don't want to have to think too much, when I just want to sit down and enjoy myself without getting too frustrated. It's quick and easy, right? You can get into a match and get out. Exactly. You don't have to spend a lot of time playing it. Yeah, and they have a lot of different playlists that you can use in multiplayer. Mm -hmm. um, they have those missions that you can do, like I always try to beat your score. And, uh, <laughs> you know, but I, I think it is missing a little bit of a story. Like a, uh, it, That's coming from me. Keep that in mind. I think it is missing a little bit of a single player of a story. Because if there's one story I would play through, it would be a Star Wars, you know, story. So Well, if you want a storyline that goes along with this, there are I've, three movies that I can tell you about that are set in this time period. Plus, there's actually a book that is a Star Wars Battlefront Twilight Company uh, book. Well, I, I mean, in terms of playing through a story. What? You're reading is, a book. You're not playing through a story? <laughs> You no, are envisioning it with things. your mind's eye. Your graphics are unparalleled because it's what you think of. And I everything can. that you have on the screen is what you want. 
<laughs> I can, of course, and I I would gladly want to take a look at you know those movies <laughs> or those books or comics, whatever they are. But in terms of the video game, I think it is missing that little section of it. But the rest of the game is so great. You know, it, it's something that's like I wish it had this, but it's okay because the game is so good. Mm-hmm. So I'll chime in because this is on my list too with Star Wars Battlefront. It's what I like about it, why it's on my list is because it is, it exudes Star Wars. If you want to be transported to a galaxy far, far away, there is no better way than to put in Star Wars Battlefront. You, the, the, the audio that you hear, the music that's used, the visuals that you see, it's all the complete package and it adds so much to the experience that you're able to really get when you put this game in. Like, no other property yep. has this type of experience. There's no game that I've played from another property uh, that's, you know, can, originally from movies. Like, even Batman. I mean, Batman got a good feel to it because it's with Batman, it's more of a comic thing and they can kind of play around with it. But with this, this is so set with what we've seen in the movies and what we have come to expect from the Star Wars and it fits. The, the sounds that they use for the thermal detonators, for the blasters, for the explosions, for all those different concussive noises, for the AT-ATs and all that lightsabers, we've heard it all before in the yep. movies. And that's why I love this game is because it brings all this to you and it has one of the best modes that I have played in a long time that I've played most of, actually, is Fighter Squadron. Mm-hmm. I absolutely love yep. Fighter Squadron. I've I've won 132 matches. I don't know how many. I've oh lost, my goodness! I've won 132. I don't even think I've played 132. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! But there's nine different game modes, like you said. Uh, there's the yeah. turning point. There's Fighter Squadron. There's the hero, like the hero uh, battles, and then the one where there's one hero and everybody tries to kill him. There is the supremacy. Mm-hmm. There's Blast, Droid Run. And I think what cargo. gets me most excited about this game is that this is a base. This yeah. is a base game. There's so much to build off of on this game. So we haven't even seen the complete picture of this game yet. But mm-hmm. just what we've seen so far, there's so much to do. And it's just so good, to, like you said, to see those things and to hear the music and to feel like you're a part of it. This is what this game got me to the... Uh, 1217 to when Force Awakens came out. If I didn't have this game, I don't know if I would have made it. <laughs> I really don't. I I was like, you know, salivating for Star Wars anything. Mm-hmm. And and this every time I had that feeling like I just need Star Wars, I'd put on, you know, one of the original trilogy movies in the background and I'd play Battlefront. Mhm. It's it's immersive and it transports you into that galaxy that no other game has been able to do. In my opinion, it's and the visuals are so good. It looks, I have already said it, it looks like Star Wars, and that's all yes. you can ask. Yep. So that is why Battlefront is one of both of our top five. I'm sorry, top three games of 2015. <laughs> so since we both shared that one, Alex, go ahead and give us your next. So the second one on my list may surprise you, may not. I don't know. Um, and it, it comes with a little bit of a weight on it because I, 
I have to pick a sports game, but I haven't played all the sports games. So another one might be better, but in my mind, and I'm such a huge football fan, Madden is actually on my list for this year. It's a buggy mess, but man, I've also put 130-some hours into that game. I know. It's just, because if you think about that, I mean, the last couple years, I, I didn't really care for the games too much, and I was also a big football fan back then. This the gameplay this year has drastically improved. Yes, it has bugs, right? Because if you think about it, right, you're one person on an 11-man team against another, you know, maybe just an 11, you know, AI team or just another one user control player against with 10 other AIs. So there's a lot of artificial intelligence happening. Uh, you're going to have bugs, right? But at the end of the day, it's just a football game. And they've been able to make so much for you to do, and it's so much fun along the way. I, I mean, you got online connected franchise. Y- you can now do it offline. The last game or last year or the year before that you weren't even allowed to do that. It was a complete turnoff to a lot of people. Um, you have online head-to-head, my personal favorite. And then you have the ultimate team where you can collect cards. Um and they even came out with that new draft champions mode now. There's just there's so much to do. I don't even feel like a year is long enough for this game to be out. Like I feel like they should just release next year's roster as a DLC because I want them to keep the base of this game so bad. You know, I think that eventually we'll probably get to the point where Madden is a service, right? Where you just pay for those updates. And I, mm-hmm. I think that the, we should get there because... These yearly releases of a game, I just, I know that they make money each year and they, they sell really well, but man, I, there's got to be a tipping point where this starts to fall off. And I think if they release, let's say they release a, a game every three years and they add little incremental updates with roster and stuff that you can buy each year, they should do that. Mm-hmm. Make, it, make it like Destiny, right? Where you yep. buy the, the game. And then a year later, there's a huge expansion. And, right. you know, you got these new characters, new roster updates. And then a year later, you have something similar. And then the third year, then you have a, a big release with another football game. Yeah. A new a new athlete on the cover, whatever it is. Yeah. they. I mean, they need to do something, right? Because I'm tired of... The, they feel like because it's a yearly release game, they have to make these changes every year to, to make it for the customer feel like they're buying a new game when in fact i don't want a new game mm-hmm. i wanted this game to stay sometimes we want a new game if it's bad right but <laughs> <laughs> they're getting good reception on this one that they have gotten in you know a couple years so we want this game so if you're going to have your yearly release which they're probably going to do because as you said they make money so be it but at least give me the option to like you know pay 29.99 half of the price of the full release to just get the roster update. I don't need any support. I don't need any more ultimate team cards or anything like that. Just keep the servers up for one more year following that game that I can get the roster for the following season and then force me to buy another title. Or strongly encourage. Force is a little is a little bit of a harsh word. Well, yeah, I mean strongly, I mean, you know what I mean, make <laughs> it so I can't update my roster so if I do want I don't know, you know, I would have to buy the updated title. Yeah, gotcha. I think that they should still allow... What people do now is they create their own rosters and things like that, so if they update their own rosters, they should still allow that. But 
if for people in your scenario that want to just buy that new roster each year when it comes out, like in September or whenever, uh, you know, the regular season starts, they should allow that. Yeah. And, and I do agree. I think it would be nice if it was on a service, like you said, um, you know, and, and maybe they'll get to that point with that EA All Access Vault where you just download the new sports games as they come out every year and you pay them like a monthly or a yearly fee. But the problem is they're still going to have that that new title every year is going to dictate that new roster and they're going to change too much of it. I just I want the option to keep this game just have, you know, the new rosters for as long as it becomes outdated graphically or, you know, maybe they release a game that's better and, you know, there's less bugs in it or something. But I don't know. Anyway, Madden for me when I'm feeling, again, it satisfies my I-need-football-right-now appetite, just like it did for, you know, Star Wars and Battlefront, football, Madden. There you go. Madden. I assume it's, I assume it's not on yours. It's not on my said, list. So, okay. <laughs> so give me one of yours. Another game on my list that really impressed me this year that I sank a lot of time into, and I need to go back to to finish it, is Metal Gear Solid Five: The Phantom Pain. Mm-hmm. Did you play this at all? No, you told me about this, and I need to, but I have not played yet. It's a great game. Great open world experience. It's, it's a lot different than other Metal Gear games because it allows you to survey the land see how see what's happening see that you have the objectives to do but and you have side objectives that you can do as well but however you do it is up to you and whatever you do will work or won't work you could call in a, a helicopter to help you out or you could take everybody out you could do it like a rambo style or you can just be really stealthy about it and nobody sees you or anything it's really right. good the the action is intense it is it can be a stressful game because you'll spend time scoping things out and you may spend an hour just doing the side quest that doesn't feel like an hour at all, but you're playing it, scoping things out, waiting for the perfect opportunity and striking and hoping everything goes according to plan. But then sometimes it doesn't and you just got to kind of escape and do it again or whatever you want to do. But it's, it's a game that you can sink a lot of time into and not realize it, which is dangerous. And it's a challenge. It is. That's why. I, yeah, that's why I think I would like it. Yeah, it's it's got crazy aspects to the story, which any you know Kojima game does have. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a swan song for the guy that made it, the director behind it, Hideo Kojima, because he now has left that developer and created his own developer. So most likely, he'll never touch Metal Gear again. Most likely. I mean, there there could be something where he comes back, you know, in 20 years or something. Who knows? I doubt it. 20 years is a long time for a person to still be doing something like that. But it's one of those games where you're impressed by the visuals, by the audio, by the experience as a whole. Plus, there is multiplayer in it. I haven't played the multiplayer yet, but there is multiplayer. So there you go. Ooh, then I got to try it. So definitely on my list. And Alex, go ahead and give us another your last one on your games of the year for twenty. All right, last one. I'll be I'll be quick because uh, I mean there's really not a lot of content in this game, but it's it's 
like Star Wars Battlefront, and it's like Madden to the senses. It's a very simple game. You can jump in and out of games real quick, feel like you're accomplishing something, and it just you just feel like you want to play it all the time. And, I, and, and I'm probably biased because I grew up playing these games, and I love this game. It's Halo 5 Guardians. That was close to be, that was like an honorable mention for me. It, honorable mention? I feel like I haven't given it enough time either because yeah. there's been a ton of games that came out and I was out of town when that game actually did launch, but I did play through it on my extra life, but I haven't given multiplayer much of time at, at all. So I'm the exact opposite. I haven't given the uh, single player much time at all, but I've dedicated a decent amount of time. I, I feel like I need to do more time, but... I just want to play that multiplayer all mm-hmm. the time. I love that the ranking system is the way that it is. I was a little concerned about it because I like the level based where it shows you, you know, what true skill rank you are. But they kind of do that in the sense they just use, um, you know, bronze and silver ranks instead of numbers, which is fine. And I like that you can customize your character. The playlists and multiplayer still have a little bit to be desired. Um, but I'm sure they're going to add that over time, just like they will, you know, other DLC packs and maps and everything like that. So it's going to be fine. The point is, it's smooth. It's smooth. It is so smooth. It's fun. It's Halo. And it's just as competitive as I remember it being. And I, I didn't care for 4. I think they did a really poor job. It was hard to recover from Master Chief Collection. Um just with all the bad PR they got off of that. Um, but I really haven't enjoyed a Halo game like this since Halo 3, all the way back. So uh, this has kind of awoken the Halo force inside of me. Yes, nice. I, I went there. Um, so that's why it's on, it's on my top three. Awesome. Rounding out my top three, because three is a, random, is a round number, we all know that, <laughs> is... The Witcher 3 Wild I Hunt. It. I knew it. Excellent game. For all the reasons we've said these other games, immersive, amazing story, great narrative. There is no multiplayer, but it doesn't need it. Your character you build up, you get to know your character along the way because you make decisions, obviously. So that informs how the world reacts and what happens around you with your interaction with other characters. You have amazing... Uh, supporting cast, like the the character Geralt, Geralt is your number one, your main character. The character Siri is kind of your side character that you play some missions as. Do you press a button on your phone to summon her? No, and you don't have phones in this in this game. <laughs> but it's it's the way that the narrative unlocks, or the way that the narrative reveals itself, is the reason why this other character comes into the game. It's a tremendous accomplishment, and I highly recommend it to anybody that likes narrative story games, that likes a game that is not afraid to take its time to tell you a story that's a complete and full story. But they also, because this developer put so much passion in this game, they gave you free DLC. I, I think it's like 16 or 14 uh, DLC every two weeks after the game was released that other companies would have charged you for easily, like five bucks, two ninety nine, whatever it is per piece of that DLC content. And they gave it to you for free missions, 
character customizations, and it's it was amazing to see that kind of generosity, I guess is the word, that you don't mm-hmm. see from other developers anymore at all. Who's the developer for Witcher CD 3? CD Projekt Red. All right. They're on they're on my watch list now because I I mean the only other developer that I really enjoy the way that they keep the content flowing like that and you know give a little bit back to the people that spent so much money and time on their games is Bungie. So I I really am I I like to hear that. That's good. Yeah. Plus I I went ahead and got the expansion pass for 25 bucks to get both of the uh, expansions that they'll be releasing, which are like 20 hours each of content. So it's an amazing value if you want to be lost in a game and just every side quest matters in that game. It's mm-hmm. They're all voice acted, and it's just excellent. And I highly recommend it, and I need to get back to it so I can finish the Hearts of Stone DLC before the next one comes out. And I even got the, the physical Gwent deck that came with the Hearts of Stone DLC content. Uh, so I can, you can play the, the Gwent card game. That's an amazing mini card game inside of the game itself. So that is rounding out my list of top games for 2015. Very nice. Go ahead and give me your movies. Just go ahead and give me all three of them, and I'll follow with my three. Okay. Uh, Mission Impossible, Rogue Nation. That was an honorable mention on me. It didn't quite make my list, but yes. Great movie. Ant-Man. That's on my list. Is it really? Mm-hmm. Nice. And... The Force Awakens. I am surprised Jurassic World wasn't on your list. Mm. Jurassic World was exactly what I thought it was going to be. And while it was great, these three movies surprised me. Mm -hmm. That's why they're on my top three. And Star Wars had such high... You know, I'm, I'm not surprised that Star Wars was good, but Star Wars had such high hype. The fact that I wasn't completely disappointed in the movie or the fact that it didn't anger a whole bunch of Star Wars fans was a success in itself. Mm-hmm. But Jurassic World is one of my favorite movies. I'm surprised it didn't make this list. I'm surprised it edged out Mission Impossible. And Mission I'm Im- surprised that Ant-Man edged it out, honestly. Ant-Man, I, I went into, like I told you, with such low expectations, right? Mm-hmm. But... I really enjoyed the whole story. I thought the acting was great. I, I mean, you know, visually, it's a Marvel movie, so it's going to look good. But I just left there just having a really fun time mm-hmm. with Ant-Man. Um, same thing with Mission Impossible. I, mm-hmm. I thought it was just filmed amazing. And I, like, I, I liked all the other ones, but I think this one is really cutting it out as my favorite in the Mission Impossible series. Um, and... I think you might agree with me that this kind of made up for the letdown that was Spectre. Mm, yeah. Spectre was nowhere near on my list. <laughs> yeah. So I'm glad that it came out around the same time. Well, uh, it was originally supposed to come out really close to Spectre, but then they moved it up. And I think that helped them out a lot. Do you think that stole some of the heat off of Spectre? I don't think so. I think Spectre, again, had high hype, right? But mm-hmm. I don't think that it delivered. Yeah. Because it was, oh, from the same director and everybody that brought you Skyfall, which was amazing, yep. from Spectre. And then it was just kind of like, eh, it's okay. I yeah. mean, it wasn't bad. It just, right. It was like, so we're talking about the hype, right? You talk about Star Wars and the hype behind that. Not the same level of hype, but pretty pretty close for Bond fans was Spectre. 
and I think that it, it let down a lot of a lot of people in some ways. But it wasn't bad, like I said, but it just wasn't quite to what people wanted. It wasn't what I really was expecting. So, all right. So those those are my top three. I'm sorry to shock you with that Jurassic World. Yeah. <laughs> So my top three, and like I said, honorable mention would definitely go to Rogue Nation because that would, would have been fourth if I would have had four. Mm. Uh, Ant-Man, again, nice. surprised by that. I w- really enjoyed it. It was fun. It was a great movie. It's watchable, and it's one of those surprises that I'm glad that I was wrong about because I was like, yep. I went into it and I said, I'm not going to care about this movie, but I was wrong. And I'm glad that I was. I was on my phone when it was starting. Like, I was just, I, I went by myself. You know what I mean? I, I, I was half paying attention to it. I was going to watch it. But then it started, and I was just, this is good. And mm-hmm. it just got better. Yeah. Great movie. The next movie on my list, I'm going to go ahead and just, you know, tell you now. Because you short shared this movie, Star Wars The Force Awakens. Mm-hmm. Excellent movie. Emotional journey culmination of the waitings since the return of the Jedi to find out what happens next. If, there's, I'm not going to go into any spoilers or anything, but there's so much to love about this movie. So much that has just grown on me since I've seen it the first time. When I first saw it, I had to take it all in. You're right. Then the, mm-hmm. the viewing after that, I was still taking it in. I don't think I should have seen it back to back. I think I should have waited at least a day yep. to, to let it sink in. And Definitely then, helped. Yeah, and then go back and watch it again. Because watching it the third time, which was about a week afterwards, I enjoyed it even more because I was just taking in all what the characters were doing, you know, BB-8 just being BB-8 and being awesome, and everything that was being shown on the screen kind of in the backgrounds, but the acting is so terrific in that movie. And that's something that honestly couldn't be said very much of the prequels. <laughs> <laughs> that's true you know and i like i i'm not gonna, they were too serious they were very serious this one was also serious but it had the same charisma yep. as yep. the original trilogy had yeah you think the original cast had a lot to do with that well definitely harrison ford had a lot to well, do with yeah that. yeah <laughs> because he he was on spot with his characterization uh-huh. again he i compared this i believe in, in the last in one of the podcasts that I did, I talked about this. Harrison Ford was more Han Solo in this movie than he was Indiana Jones in the last Indiana Jones movie. Oh, yeah, easily. So it's it was really good to see Harrison Ford in that role, and this new cast was amazing. And Chewbacca, obviously, was an yep. awesome character. And you got BB-8, and I can't begin to describe how much I like this new cast. I love the character of Rey. I'm looking forward to finding out more about her as we go on the journey and more about Finn, more about Poe, more yep. about all these characters that we love and are being introduced to. Yep. I agree. Last movie rounding up my list, The Martian. And I know Ooh, you didn't see this movie. I have not seen this yet. You keep talking about it. It's so good. Just the acting by Matt Damon, the story, the interplay of everything else that's happening on Earth as he's out there on Mars. It's a great movie. Highly recommend it. And if you haven't seen it, you need to watch it. It's coming out soon on Blu-ray. So definitely catch that one when it comes out either to rent or to buy. I'll be purchasing it myself because I really enjoy the movie. It's by Ridley Scott. 
and it's well filmed. Good score that fits with this foom uh, with the uh, foom. I don't know what foom is. Foom <laughs> with, with this movie has like a fi- like a film and that's, a movie put together. That's what they call films and on uh, Mars. Oh, okay, a foom. So everyone knows. <laughs> <laughs> but it was really well done storytelling, and I enjoyed it immensely. Good deal. So getting to our TV and and comics, let me just go ahead and give comics because I don't think you have much on the comic front, do you? Not a big comic person, although I have been reading Shattered Empire, which she provided to me. So de facto, though, that's de facto. That's probably your choice. It was so good. It's on my entire top three. <laughs> nice issue one, two, and three. <laughs> so I'm just going to go ahead and give mine, and then we'll do we'll we'll conclude with our TV. Let's do it. So. For me, it's all Star Wars. Um, the Lando comic, the Darth Vader comic, and the Kanan comic. All great stories. Surprising. I was surprised how much I enjoyed Lando. And Darth Vader started out strong and has continued on. And Kanan, the same way, started out strong and really does a great job uh, with its storytelling. So, all Star Wars for me. Star Wars, Lando, Darth Vader, and Kanan. Very nice. Those are my top three. So let's go to TV. Give me your top three on the TV, and we'll we'll conclude from here. So I don't know if, you know, I don't know when all these TV series came out, but three TV series stand out that I started watching in 2015. They all had new content in 2000, and did I say 2010? You said or did 15. I say, or did I say 2015? Pretty sure you said 2015. Okay, good, because I'm not talking about five years ago. (laughs) So, three TV shows for me that I started watching in 2015, new content. Um, American Horror Story, and the new season, uh, Hotel, is phenomenal. Daredevil, amazing. And Star Wars Rebels. Well, we're going to share one of those, and I I bet you can guess which one it is. I, I have a, a pretty good chance of guessing correctly. So do you wanna do you wanna elaborate on any of these choices why they were in your top three? Oh yeah, absolutely. So I'm a big horror movie person. I'll start with American horror story. I'm a big horror movie person. So I normally don't like when they make horror movies into long drawn out T V shows. I like a beginning, a middle, and an end, right? Because I, I want a conclusion, I wanna resolve, even if it's a bad you know, I just I want that that peace of mind. So I was really happy with American Horror Story because the stories that they choose to write are very intricate. It's almost like a mystery, you know, throughout some of them. Um, the special effects are really well done. I think the acting for me is probably the best out of all three of the TV shows that I picked. And the most interesting part about it is that each story is its own season. They reuse a lot of the same actors, but they're in different roles each time. So you do get a beginning, a middle, and an end. And if one season is not technically your, your cup of tea, just, you know, where they're going, if it's set, you know, and too old or just not a fan of it, you know, being in a an insane asylum as an example, then you can skip to the next season without feeling bad for not watching it or missing out on any key points or anything because it's a brand new story. And I really love this model of this TV show. So I don't know, Nathan, have you ever seen American Horror Story? I have not. You have not? Uh, Do you like horror movies? Not really. 
Not a fan. Okay. Well, if you do like horror movies, but you're afraid of going after those horror TV shows like I was because you're afraid of them being really drawn out, American Horror Story, you don't have to worry about that. Acting is good, the stories are good, and you get a conclusion each season. It's great. Awesome. Um, so let's see. What did I pick next? Daredevil. Right? We've, we've had one season of Daredevil so far. Um, I really enjoyed even though it's silly now to think about it, but I really enjoyed the Daredevil movie that came out and just the Daredevil hero in general. He's just one of my favorite Marvel characters. I just, I don't know why. I I, I just think it's because he's so, I guess I can't say realistic, (laughs) but it's just because it's not realistic. But I mean, he's, he's tangible. He's very tangible. Yes, absolutely. And, I think the way that they shot this new TV series, Daredevil, was brilliant. I think it was also very tangible. I, 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 I think it was very believable, and I liked the acting as well. I thought it was good. I, I liked the model that they're releasing the whole season at the same time, so when it comes out, I don't have to wait. I can just sit there and binge watch it. It's just it's fantastic. And I know that you like Daredevil, too. I'm not sure if it made your, your top three. But um, I just I can't wait for the second season. And uh, finally, Star Wars Rebels. I, I, I didn't watch too much of the Clone Wars, uh, and I'm still going through it slowly. But I can tell, and, and maybe I haven't gotten all the way to where the Clone Wars, you know, where they kind of find their groove a little bit towards the end of the season. But this is a Disney Disney product now. So... You can kind of see it in terms of uh, graphical appearance and everything like that. But I think now these Star Wars mini TV series, they know what type of show they are now. And they kind of figured it out during Clone Wars. Rebels is great. I love the story. The characters are very lovable, even though they're all new characters. So you're thinking, well, Clone Wars had all these characters that you know I know from the movie, so I might relate better. I really love all the characters. I'm very attached to all these characters in such a short amount of time. I know they're about, what, halfway through their second season so far. And I don't even think I've seen all the episodes. I've been a couple episodes behind. But I'm just – I'm so happy to watch because it's Star Wars. And it's just more – more good backstory, more good information, uh, you know, and, and it's just visually, it's just so much fun to see. And I think it's cool because even, you know, like my fiance, Molly, she's she likes the Star Wars movies, but she really loves Rebels. So I think it appeals to a very wide audience. So those are my top three. Nice. So we share Rebels. Okay. Obviously, like like you said, and your perspective is different than mine. So um, I appreciated your sharing that because I watched you know all the Clone Wars and I grew to know those characters. And so when we see you know some of those themes or you know different th- things be picked up upon in Rebels, it's great. Yep. It's good. It's good because I really enjoyed Clone Wars, especially towards the end. In the beginning, it was a little difficult, but it picked up. You know, second half of the second season on it got better as it went and then with the netflix stuff that was only on netflix i think it's called the lost episodes the sixth season it's it's great content and then that went right into star wars rebels i think rebels started last year 
Um, and yes. this is in the second season now, and it's only gotten better. Yep. It's 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 a strong show that I really appreciate how they're treating a lot of the characters and how the moments keep getting better and better. And the fact that it's not it is on Disney XD, but it's not just a kids show. There there are very you know adult or specific elements of that show that are not a typical kids show. I haven't seen a kids show in a long time. I don't know, maybe maybe I'm wrong on that, but it's just great to see uh, it done with proper reverence. I agree. So, and the music is great. How about the music? Yeah, music's so good. good. Great little callbacks and nods to Williams here and there. So Rebels is good on my list. Other uh, show on my list is The Flash. Mm-hmm. This is in its second season, uh, spun off of the successful Arrow TV show. It's really good. I recommend if you are into comic book type movies, you should check out The Flash. It's probably among the best in the the TV show space right now because it follows the character really well. They have lots of great nods to not only the, the comic, but also to the original TV show. They have Mark Hamill returns to play a character that he played in the original TV show. They have the original actor, The Flash, he has a recurring character on the show. It's it's great to see it treated with such respect, and the the way that the first season ended was amazing, and the second season picks up and just has gone running <laughs> without any stops in between. So it's great. I recommend The Flash. And rounding out my list of the most entertaining properties of 2015 is the TV show on ABC, also available to watch on Hulu, Blackish. It's a comedy. Black-ish. It's a comedy. It's a half-hour show. It's it's hilarious. It's funny. It's they're not afraid of some of the topics that might be considered. I don't know if I want to talk about that. You know, PC. Mm-hmm. But they they talk about them, and it's funny the way they do it. The acting is really good. It's basically centered around this family that is, there are like twins, young twins, an older son and an older daughter, and just the antics that ensue on a normal life. It's it's great, and how they deal with different aspects of life. So, I definitely recommend Blackish. It's a funny show that is, I think, new last year, and I think it's in its second season now. It's It's a great little 30-minute show to watch nice so that wraps up our most entertaining of 2015 discussion we would like to hear what you thought about our most entertaining of 2015 discussions you can hit us up on twitter i am i am at sith nightmare alex i am at d-o-u-e-1-h-1 same for xbox live and we are also on uh twitter with the show at entertaining pod you can send us an email that's entertaining at gmail.com and that'll do it for us this week and for this year. Let's remember the year that was 2015 and all the greatness that we got from this year and look forward to next year with another Star Wars movie with more comic book movies and great TV shows, comics. It'll be a great 2016. Mm-hmm. We hope that you have been entertained by this year, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for listening. <laughs>